0: Oh boy, man, what a week it's been. Um, It's Monday, September the 10th, and I normally try to get these things out on Sundays, but here we are, it's Monday, it's not like you guys listen to these things live anyway, so the companion episodes are the all-time tens. Now last week on my normal episode, I didn't fly through my all-time 10 rhythm guitar players, I decided just to leave it all for the companion episode. And I decided I like that better so we don't go through it twice. And maybe, you know, someone will tune in for this one who decided, you know, I got the top 10. I don't really need to listen to an entire episode about it. And another thing that has happened on the last two of these episodes is I've had enough feedback saying that Maybe I should go from 10 to 1 instead of 1 to 10. I know I've been saying I like to go forward and not backwards, but my wife was like, you know, once someone gets number 1, number 2, number 3, what do they care? They don't want to stick around. And I'm like, it's harder to come up with 7, 8, 9, and 10. Number 1 usually stands head and shoulders above everybody else, at least in my opinion. I don't know, man. It's hard to come up with, uh, it's hard to leave other people off the list is the thing. And... I mean, how long do I want to make these episodes? Here we're going to get back into it. This is top 10 rhythm guitar players, my all time 10 favorite rhythm guitar players in a classic rock setting. Some of these guitar players were in power trio, some of them were in four piece bands, some of them were in the classic five piece configuration. So sometimes you got to put a, a square peg into a round hole with the guitar players. With the bass and drum, that's pretty easy. They were That's what they do. So whether they're in a trio, a four-piece band, or a five-piece band. So we did the drummers, we did the bass players, now it's time for the rhythm guitar players. Next week I'll do the lead guitar players, and then we'll do the lead singers. And then that will be the classic five-piece configuration for a rock band. Some of the guitar players I put on the rhythm list really could be on either rhythm or lead, and because they were in bands where they held down both uh, those positions, they were in either a power trio or a four-piece band, so there was only one guitar player in the band. It made it a little bit difficult to decide who is rhythm and who is lead in that configuration. And there's three guys on my top ten list here who I really feel would make my top ten lead guitar player list too but I only want people to be on one list. So here it goes. Number 10, Johnny Ramone from the Ramones. A lot of people don't give him the credit he deserves. They hear punk and they think it's easy, it's all power chords, but man, his, his uh, attacking downstroke style, playing that rhythm, that's a precursor to James Hetfield from Metallica, who I think is the best rhythm guitar player in the 80s for sure without Johnny Ramone there may not be a James Hetfield there may not be modern punk there may not be a lot of the things that we come up with cuz the the lead guitar players kind of their fret hand is their more important hand what they're doing over there i mean the uh, picking is definitely important cuz their styles but with that rhythm player it's all about that right hand that strumming motion that that happens and Johnny Ramone was amazing at that and he doesn't get enough credit for the chord voicings that he used. If you listen to Blitzkrieg Bop, which is one of the Ramones' most popular songs, which I'll link to in the description, you could hear the chords. They're not just chunky top two or three strings. You can hear the entire chord ringing through. It's just so such a violent attack that it kind of gets lost in the overall sound. So he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Number nine is Jerry Garcia, from The Grateful Dead. Now, Growing up, I wasn't really a big Grateful Dead fan. I wasn't a deadhead. I liked uh, a little bit heavier music, but based based solely on the uh, logos for The Grateful Dead and the name The Grateful Dead, I thought they were a super heavy metal band. And so I was like, oh, Grateful Dead, man, when am I gonna listen to The Grateful Dead? When I finally did, I was like, oh, oh, these guys are like really lighthearted. Um, Like musically speaking anyway but people people didn't just follow them around all over the country for three decades because they weren't good these guys were good it wasn't just the lsd and the mushrooms talking here the music was amazing and jerry garcia is a very talented guitar player and lyricist songwriter composer you really ought to give him a give him a shot Their most popular songs are Casey Jones and Touch of Grey. Those are the ones you're going to hear on the radio, and I'll link one of those in the description. I don't know which ones, but give them a listen. Give them a chance, and you may disagree with uh, my list, and that's okay. It's my list. Number eight, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. (laughs) Um, Some of my earliest memories are of watching ZZ Top videos on MTV back in the early 80s. They were one of the first bands to really do full production videos. They were like little mini-movies back in the day, and uh, there's Legs, Sharp Dressed Man. Those were two of the biggest videos, but my favorite song by ZZ Top is Jesus Done Left Chicago, but that's a lot more of the lead work and the bass and drums are doing the heavy rhythm lifting. So my favorite rhythm part of his is probably LaGrange. And there's a, a street in Los Angeles called LaGrange, and every time I drive past it, every time, which is three, four times a week, I start going... Da-da- <laughs> which, that's really not a very good representation of how that song goes, by the way. So I'll link to it in the description, and you can take a listen to it. Number seven on my list is Neil Young. Neil Young is the godfather of grunge. His guitar playing, his rhythm electrically was very, very good. Acoustically, I can't think of anybody better. Old Man off of the Harvest album was just an amazing piece of acoustic work. Although he's known for the godfather of grunge, his most popular albums were acoustic, so I, I may link a couple of different things, but his <laughs> his lead work was a little bit sloppy, um, but I liked it still. And you can listen to Southern Man, which has a really great rhythm, or Cinnamon Girl, uh, kind of has a very similar rhythm to Southern Man, but he goes into these leads and he starts playing the same note over and over and over and over again. And there's, it, this is kind of one of those micro the way I heard it situations. I Need to look up and see if this is even true, but I always tell the story, like it's like it's gospel truth. He was jamming with, I believe, Stephen Stills from Crosby, Stills and Nash, or it was, uh, or it was Nash. It was either Stills or Nash. He was jamming with, whichever one of those guys was in Buffalo, Springfield with him, and they were playing one of those songs. And he gets to the solo and he keeps, he just stays on one note for maybe. About a minute longer than the other guy could stand. He was like, hey man, we played that note already, okay? <laughs> and um, nobody else is in here. It's just me in a four by four box where I make myself laugh. Number six is Pete Townsend from The Who. Some people will say he needs to be higher on this list. I just there are so many other great guitar players. And I like the Who, but I don't love the Who. But his the way he attacks the guitar, the way he strums, there's like these strum patterns that it's that coming back up on it that it just makes it so much more. It brings a, another layer to the guitar playing that a lot of people just didn't do. Now, Pete Townsend was a brilliant songwriter, a brilliant composer. He was one of the first people to come up with entire concept albums like like Tommy and the Pinball Wizard that whole thing was basically his baby. He was the creative juices behind that band even though, you know, Keith Moon is one of the best drummers of all time and John Entwistle is arguably the best rock and roll bass player of all time. Um, it was Pete Townsend who was the creative muscle behind the Who. Yeah, you just have to take my word for that. There's going to be every single one of these guitar players will have something I come up with linked in the description. Number five is Malcolm Young from AC/DC. Now his brother Angus Young gets all the love because he wore the little schoolboy outfit and you know moved around stage and was a really really good lead guitar player, and so he got all, he got all the attention. Because he was all over the place, I'd never seen anybody with so much energy. But Malcolm Young was the rhythm guitar player, and AC/DC is known for those riffs. That's what they're really known for—those really heavy riffs. And I mean, it's hard to pick one with AC/DC. You got Back in Black, you've got TNT, you've got whole lot of Rosie, which is one of my favorite songs. But Highway to Hell is probably one of if not the best opening riff I've ever heard and that's all Malcolm Young so you got to give credit where credit is due so Malcolm Young rest in peace my hat's off to you man number four Tony Iommi this is another guy who could be on the lead guitar his solos are man so cool but he's the if Neil Young's the godfather of grunge Tony Iommi and Black Sabbath are the founders and the creators of heavy metal. Without them, there is no heavy metal. There is no really hard rock. Other bands were using distortion. Other bands were using, uh, I mean, even the Beatles with Helter Skelter was a little bit before Sabbath. Uh, Hendrix was in 67, Cream was in 66, 67, 68 in that ballpark. Um, But Sabbath came out, and they changed the game, man. And really, you gotta credit, severed fingers on his fretting hand, which caused him to tune his guitar down half a step, which is now called slack tuning, something a lot of hard rock guys do, to get that really deep, deep sound. So, um, uh, a metal shop accident, and just a great imagination, and a whole lot of talent led to just a whole lot of wonderful music so there we go number three on my list of rhythm guitar players is john lennon from the beatles i don't even know where to start with john lennon this guy was basically my hero growing up one of my earliest memories i was six years old in december of 1980 and i just remember the whole thing about him getting shot and i was shook man That shook me more than any other celebrity death ever has. I don't know. It it was just really hard to grip it and understand it because John Lennon and the Beatles were really a huge part of my life already. Even though they had broken up four years before I was born, they were just a huge, huge part of my upbringing and how I connected with you know, kids at school, and my my parents, and everybody, and John Lennon was my favorite Beatle. As I got older, I got to understand that his brilliance wasn't just in his lyrics. I, I do believe Paul McCartney was a better musician and a better singer, but John Lennon was, I think, a better songwriter, a better um, lyrics writer, but also for rhythm guitar he basically invented a lot of the inverted chord voicings that we use today still a lot of just this chord over that chord like piano style chords he was the first person in pop music to do that nobody else did that before him and the strum patterns were intricate and detailed But it's the chords that he used that gave birth to a whole bunch of rock and roll and pop music over the next 50 years that you can trace back to John Lennon just needing to come up with something to match what was in his head. And nobody else had done it before. So that's what creativity is. A lot of people can play every song by their favorite guitar player note for note. Um, a lot of people can you know, do a great cover, but to come up with something, to invent something, to invent a style, and to write new music, man, that I just envy that, and nobody did that better than John Lennon. Except maybe number two on this list, Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin. Here's another guy who could be real high up on my list of lead guitar players. But I had to put him on the rhythm guitar player list because the riffs this guy wrote. He wasn't one of those technical virtuoso guitar players, you know, speed guys that came along later. His solos were more than serviceable, they were very, very good. Some of the most iconic solos ever, like the one from Stairway to Heaven. That's Jimmy Page, man, all the way. But those songs that he wrote, those riffs that he came up with from Good Times, Bad Times to Heartbreaker to "Cashmere," those are Jimmy Page's rhythm guitar genius just shining through. And so that's why he's number two on my list. And number one on the list is Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones. Keith. And here's the deal. Not only is he number one on the list, he is the list. Like, if I would had to start a band around anybody, it would be Keith Richards. I'm a lead guitar player myself. That's the thing that comes easier to me is playing solos. Rhythm to me is more difficult. It's uh, harder to maintain a riff or a strum pattern all the way through the song and make it unique and interesting. Like when I hear a great song, let's say Comfortably Numb by Pink Floyd, uh, the solos are super important in that song specifically, uh, in that song particularly but the song, the building blocks of the the song still exist without the solos. Comfortably Numb is still Comfortably Numb whether you have the guitar solos or not. I like to think of guitar solos as like cilantro in your salsa. You still got salsa without it, but it's a whole hell of a lot better when you put the cilantro in it. It's that extra zest, that extra thing that makes something better, but it doesn't change what it actually is. Without the rhythm guitar though, it completely changes what it is. And Keith Richards, he's one of the few, if not maybe the only, rhythm guitar player that the melodies of the songs, of the Rolling Stones songs, were shaped around the chord patterns, the strumming, and the riffs that he came up with. You can, what really sets him apart is the open tunings that he used, open E, open G he did a lot more of that than anybody else and you can hear some of that stuff in like jumping jack flash um, start me up there's some great my favorite rhythm guitar part ever is in the rolling stone songs give me shelter that song is good top to bottom but keith richards is on fire during that song and I'll definitely link that one in the description. But there are dozens and dozens of Rolling Stone songs that sometimes I'm just like, what on earth, man? What? Did, how did he come up with that? Because it's just so creative. So that's my list. I would love to hear your list. Shoot me an email. Give me a comment. And you know what? It helps if you subscribe to the podcast. If you like, if you comment, if you share it with other people. It really goes a long way to get the word out about this podcast. All right, that's it for episode seven and a half, All Time Tens. Stay tuned for episode eight coming up in a few days. All right.